everyone, and welcome to Second Impressions, the show where we'll try anything twice. My name's Danica. And my name's Emma. And hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Good. Yep. Um, the listeners are dying to know the results of uh, your glass of wine from last week. Oh, no headache. Hey, that's yeah. great. Really? <laughs> Yeah, so maybe it was just like a shitty, shitty bottle and this bottle was better. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about wine or or health to weigh in, even though I said I was a doctor last time. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Cool. Well, I'm glad that you didn't feel like shit and that means that you can um, drink more wine. Yay. Be a wine mom. Yay. Yay. On this, on the subject of um, drinking things and feeling bad, <laughs> I have a story for you. No. So, i I had heard, I had heard this like rumor around the office about how like every now and then the coffee just like tastes really bad and people don't know why or like some people knew why but like not everybody and why does the coffee taste so bad? Some only sometimes. And I was at our like. We do like early Fridays and there's we have beer and wine in my office and cider and everybody <laughs> just like kicks back on Fridays. Um, so I was chilling and I was chatting with some people and they were like, yeah, so our coffee carafes, the cleaners will like rotate one every single day for a deep clean, basically. Right. And so they like spray it down with like a bleach solution and set it aside, leave it for hours, come back, scrub it, rinse it out properly, and then it's good to go. Yeah. Well, some people don't realize that. They just see an empty, like, not-in-use coffee craft sitting off to the side. So they will grab it and brew coffee into it. No. Not realizing that it's already, like, full of bleach. No. Yeah. They will brew coffee into it and just be like, there you go. We made coffee. Oh, my God. Um, So guess who drank some of that? Oh, my God. And because I, like, chug my coffee. Yeah. I just, like, gulped it all down, and then I, like, finished the cup, and I was like, what does that taste? And I was like, oh, that's bleach. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I was like, well, I'm probably fine. It wasn't that much. And then I just, like, gradually felt worse and worse, and I was like, I need to go home. So I went home and just, like, watched for, you know... Signs of poisoning. Yeah, yeah. Like, there were signs of poisoning, but I was waiting for it to get, like, bad enough that I had to go to the ER. Right. luckily, it never got that bad. I just, like, I threw up. I made myself throw up. Yeah, yeah. I To get it out of me. Oh, my God. And then I just kind of, like, felt really, really shitty for a day. And now I'm, and now I'm okay. Oh, my God. That was yesterday. Ugh. (laughs) So I'm okay today. But I was just so mad. I was like, how stupid can you be to do that? And then how stupid can I be to drink it? Uh, just so many things went wrong. It was a lot. And I feel like I feel like I I manifested this in my life because I had the conversation with someone and they're like, oh, yeah, this is what happens. So if you're drinking coffee and it tastes like chemicals, it's because it's full of chemicals <laughs> and don't drink it because it's bad for you. 
And then I was just like, and I was like, oh, I've never experienced that. I didn't realize that that was a thing that happened like kind of frequently. And then why does not everybody know this? Because there's 350 people in my office. Send out a goddamn memo. I think we might need to because we do have a lot of new people and they probably just don't know. And they're just like, oh, I'm I'm going to be nice and brew coffee. And I'm like, you are being nice, but not when you poison the staff. Uh, unless they're, they want to, like, get to the top. They want to take out their competition. They're trying to take me out. There's another yeah. Danica in the office. <gasps> Twice today, people contacted me thinking that I was her. And I was like, no. Wrong Danica. You want to talk to that Danica? She spells <laughs> her name differently. Come on. So I have to take her out. Uh, yeah. yeah. And now I know how. Yep. Bleach coffee. <laughs> hey, Danica, got you this special cup of coffee. Hey, Danica. Danica. My name is also Danica. Let's be friends. Drink this. Drink this. <laughs> I would never. Having lived through it, <laughs> I would never do that to another person. Yeah. It was terrible. Oh, my God. I can't believe that happened. Wow. 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 I know. I know. And part of me is like, cool story, right? I could be like, hey, I drank bleach and I lived to tell the tale. But was it worth it? No. <laughs> no. Not at all. Okay. Rubric time. Fun factor. <laughs> Uh, bad. Not fun at all. <laughs> Terrible. Would not recommend. Would you do it again? Hell no. Never. Never in a million years. I'm off office coffee. I am not drinking coffee from the office for uh, the foreseeable future. Yeah. Wow. That sucks. It sucks. That <laughs> sucks. Hey, Emma. Hey, Danica. What are you drinking? Bleach. Uh, no! no. <laughs> I am drinking... Uh, from Fernie Brewing, because I just can't get enough, the Pills Project 9. Ooh, tell me about that. It says it is clean, crisp, and classic. So it's a Pilsner. Uh, is it those things? Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's like, uh, here, it says, named after one of Fernie's most epic bike trails, this clean, crisp Bavarian Pilsner will have you dropping in for more. Straight from the can. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's refreshing. It's great. It's fine. Delicious. Do you have the thrills for the pills. The what? <laughs> the thrills for the pills. <laughs> I'm rewatching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, I was just uh, I was thinking about that when I grabbed this out of the box because I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm so boring." Like just Teddy. Another just another Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> Soon I'll be going to Jazz Brunch. You know, I would do a jazz brunch. Yeah. I'd be into that. I mean, I'd try any kind of brunch once. Like, no brunch is bad. No. Can't be bad. Can't be bad. I'm I'm kind of upset that that show gave Pilsner such a bad name. Like, there's other boring beers out there other than just a Pilsner. Yeah, IPAs. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Sure. I like Pilsners more than IPAs, so, yeah. (laughs) Me too. Hey, Danica. Hey, Emma. What you drinking? Uh, 33 Acres of Sunshine. Ah, uh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> well, because Keegan bought it for me, and he knows the, like, two or three, like, staple beers that I will always want and enjoy. Yeah. So that's what he always gets for me. So. He, was he like, oh, I'm so sorry you drank bleach. Here's some beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you were sick. And then I worked from home today because I still wasn't feeling 100%. Yeah. And we're and we're having people over for D this weekend and he's like Ooh. you're gonna want beer i'm like yes 
Yes, I do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah. What He's all right. guy. I'll keep him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, Emma. Thank you. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, tell me about your birthday. I don't know. It was just – it was weird because now I have Diana, so um, – it's not really like can't a, really, like, you can't really have like a me day, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we did go out this weekend for the first time. Mom and Dad's first outing. Yay! Uh, my mom babysat and Dan was very good apparently. We went to trivia night at um, a bar in town here where they sometimes do like themed trivia. So this excellent time it was the office trivia. Excellent! Uh, it was very fun. And the first round was very good, and then it got so fucking hard. <laughs> we ended up getting, like, through the whole night, we got 28 out of 60 points. Ooh, And we that's were not rough. the worst team. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's been wicked hard. Yeah, so, like, the first round was just, like, general knowledge trivia, which was very fun and fine and easy. But the yeah. second round was all questions about one particular episode i don't think i could do that yeah it was i think we got two two answers right yikes and then the last round was just like extra hard questions and they were very hard (laughs) yeah like i i enjoy the office but i'm not a huge fan of it i haven't like rewatched it multiple times i mean we went with our friends who literally like all they do is watch the office they watch the series they finish it they start it again so they've seen it like eight times nice and we only got 28 out of 60 (laughs) that is really hardcore yeah but that's okay it was really fun i would go again but i i'd have to like study up some more yeah you gotta bone up on your general knowledge yeah yeah um and then for like my birthday birthday that was monday travis had to work so it was just like a me and diana day went to costco <laughs> went Woo! did some shopping bought diana some pants <laughs> did you buy anything for yourself yeah i got myself a book nice and i'm gonna get a new jacket but yes. i still have to go like get it right i haven't made a decision yet it's hard yeah it's like it's hard. Yeah. I need new boots, and oh, I'm just like, yeah. like I should just buy them online because that's easier. Mm-hmm. But the last time I bought boots online, they showed up and they didn't look like the picture at all. And I was like, I remember that. Uh, I remember that. I remember those boots. You were so mad. I still have them do you (laughs) well yeah because what it would have cost to like send them back i got them through asos what it would have cost to send them back like the combined shipping was like the cost of the boots yeah i paid like 30 dollars for the boots and like shipping them to me and then shipping them back was another was it was like 30 dollars i'm like no right i don't wanna no no refuse (laughs) no So I just have them still. I'll just donate them. Why don't you try, like, selling them? Eh. I'll just donate them. Okay. That's fair. I've, like, I've emotionally and financially, like, detached myself from them. So I don't feel like I need anything 
out of them now. I just yeah. didn't want to pay more money right, <laughs> to get them out of my house. Pass them along to a home that will love them. I'll spend zero money to get them out of my house. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Yes, let's get into today's topic. We are talking about a movie, Lars and the Real Girl. <laughs> Starring Ryan Gosling and a sex doll. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul Schaefer and Emily Mortimer. Emily Mortimer and Patricia Clark. Patricia Clarkson. Clarkson. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> <laughs> and some other people. Yeah. But mostly Ryan Gosling and a real doll. Yeah. Uh, what's it about? This movie came out in 2007. It was directed by Craig Gillespie and was written by Nancy Oliver. And yeah, it tells the story of this kind of shy guy who doesn't really talk to people. And he lives next to his brother and his sister-in-law. And they're always trying to, like, get him out and doing stuff and trying to get him to interact with people. And he's just like, no. And apparently it's been, like, getting worse over the years and they've been very worried for him. And then one day he receives a package and he shows up at their house and he's like, I have a visitor. I met a girl. We met on the internet. And they're like, that's so great. That's really exciting. Let's meet her. And it's a real doll. So life-size, anatomically correct woman-looking doll that he treats as though she is a real person. Yes. And <laughs> uh, his family is understandably confused. So they take them to a doctor. And the doctor says that he is experiencing some sort of delusion, but it's happening for a reason, and that the best course of action is to just kind of go along with it. And so they do, and they live in a really small town, and kind of the whole community gets involved, and everybody's just, like, treating this doll as though she were real. And yeah. that's the story. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> And then things happen and whatever, but like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. It um was technically a flop. Yeah. <laughs> it was a small movie. It had a budget of uh twelve million dollars, which is still like a lot of money. Yeah. But I don't know how much movies cost. Um and then globally made like eleven ish million dollars. So mm -hmm. I'm sure it's like it's maybe broken even now. Oh, I'm sure. Because enough time has passed. Um, and yeah, it wasn't like a smash hit or anything, but it's like critically, people love it. It was it nominated was for nominated an Oscar. For, yeah, it was nominated for a bunch of awards, like Critics' Choice Awards, um, Film Critics Awards, Screen Actors Guild Awards, other stuff. <laughs> And it did win some of those, but I'm not going to look it up right now. Yeah. 
and yeah, it's just it's just got like pretty all around great reviews, and people really like it. But yeah, it is it is a little bit of a uh, weirder film. Yeah, definitely quirky. Quirky is the best word for it. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> First impressions time. How? How? How did this happen? How did this come into our lives? Um, I didn't see it in theaters. I've- no, I don't know if it was in theaters, like, for us. Yeah, I don't know either. Ryan Gosling was really, like, having a moment in the thoughts. With yes. all of his roles. That's a good point. He was killing it back back in these days. Yeah, so that's definitely why I watched the movie. Because it's like, oh, Ryan Gosling is in this. I'll watch it. Gotta watch it, yeah. Yeah, and it was like a quirky movie. And I was like 17 when it came out. So it's like, I'll watch this quirky movie. Uh, Something off the beaten path. So I think I like rented it from the video store watched it thought it was super boring oh no (laughs) and just kind of like forgot about it interesting yeah i remember just the you know basic plot line of the story like he orders this doll off the internet he like creates this whole persona for her and back story and she becomes like very popular with the community but I yeah. didn't really, like, remember a lot of the nuances of the film. Uh, yeah. And I couldn't really remember if I liked it or not. That's fair. It was a while ago. And did you only watch it once? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Same. same. So I've definitely, like, forgotten a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I watched this with a group of people. Like, it was, like, a movie night. But I don't remember who was there. I don't remember whose idea it was. But it wasn't my idea. <laughs> this was introduced to me by someone. I just don't remember who. Mm-hmm. They were like, here's this weird little film that Ryan Gosling is in. He wears a lot of sweaters. I was like, that's all I need. <laughs> and if this came out in 2007, then we probably didn't watch it till 2008. So yeah, I would have been like 17, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember really liking it. I remember liking, uh, the sort of, like, nuances and the fact that the way that it was cut and the scenes that were actually, like, shown, it was telling a story where it was, like, the things that weren't being said were just as important as the things that were being said. Yeah. I'm glad that that made sense to you. Yeah. Maybe it won't make sense if someone hasn't seen this film, but there's a lot going on that's like, I don't know, behind the curtain, I guess. Yeah, you kind of like have to pay attention to really like understand the whole film. Yeah. Like not just um, Lars's relationship with the doll, but like, why everyone's relationship with yeah. each other yeah and why and i liked that about it i mm-hmm. like quiet movies that are just kind of about like people yeah and not necessarily situations mm-hmm. and that's kind of all this is about 
Uh, that being said, I didn't watch this film a second time. Nope. And like, but I've thought about it a lot. It's one that has like <laughs> stuck with me. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> yeah, I think about this film all the time. Not all the time. Um, I think about this film often. Mm. Where I'm just like, hmm, that was an interesting movie. And my, <laughs> I always think about my favorite scene, which is, it's like five seconds long. Uh, it's <laughs> Lars and he's like looking at himself in the mirror and he's just like, this is a nice sweater. Yeah. And then it cuts and he's wearing a different sweater. And I'm like, yeah. why? <laughs> it is gold. Like this film... It says that it's a comedy. I would, like, kind of argue against that. Yeah. It's not a traditional comedy. But, god damn it, if that scene just doesn't kill me. <laughs> That's some just, comedy gold right there. It's perfect. <gasps> this is a nice sweater. And then he doesn't wear it. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. So, yeah, I think about that a lot. It's and then I also think about... a guy. <laughs> yeah, there's layers. He's Shrek. He's an onion. There's a lot going on. <laughs> And then I also always think about the, um, the, do you remember the vines of Ryan Gosling yes. will eat his cereal? Oh my god, I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple scenes from this film that were used for those vines, and it makes me really happy. Yeah, like the very first scene of the film, he's like looking out the window, and then he like covers his mouth with his scarf, or with his blanket. <laughs> yeah. And I had to like pause the movie on this rewatch because I was just like, oh my god, Emma, like, get it together. It's not <laughs> what this movie is about. <laughs> you won't eat a cereal. Yeah. Uh, talk about comedy gold. Yeah. So good. Anyway. um, That's about it. That's about all I have to say for first impressions. Watched it. Liked it. It stuck with me. But I never went back to it for whatever reason. I'm going to blame it on just, like, accessibility, maybe. Yeah. it's not on Netflix. It was hard to find. I found it on YouTube, and it was pitch shifted so as not to uh, get caught for, like, copyright or whatever. So, There was also another YouTube video where it was just, like, slowed down a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, for, like, the same reason. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, it's out there. It's not the best quality. Yeah, but you can watch it. <laughs> I even I even tried to rent it through, like, Google Play, and they didn't same, have it. Same. I think it was on Amazon Prime for a while, like, a few months ago, but it's not on there anymore. Ugh. But I do remember seeing, like, the the poster for it on there. Well, I guess we just should have done this episode sooner. Whatever. <laughs> Better late than never. Yep. Okay. Second impressions time? I'm ready. Cool. How this, was it this time around? This movie, it, yeah, it was very enjoyable to watch this time around. I think my biggest problem before was just I didn't get it. I didn't yeah. really get what was going on, um, and I think you kind of have to really, like, pay pay attention because, like you said, there's a lot of things not being said that mm-hmm. really add to the story, such as 
like Karen's pregnancy, that's his sister-in-law, and the fact that his mother died in childbirth, mm-hmm. um, giving birth to him. Yep. And his just like whole misgivings about Karen being pregnant and and going through the birthing process. It's like, whoa. Yeah. But they don't really talk about it. No. Nope. They talk about it like... <laughs> but it's there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's there, but if you're not paying attention, you'll miss it. Absolutely. And it's like, wow. Wow. It's deep. It is a deep film. It's it a is, deep movie. Yeah. It was It was hard for me to watch because I definitely had to watch this one while Diana was sleeping so that I could really pay attention to it. That's fair. Not like Les Mis where... <laughs> where you're just like, yeah, what a, it's Yeah. Like, Les Mis is almost like easier when you're not paying attention yeah because <laughs> you're just like ah pretty music yeah just gotta numb the process a little <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but i really enjoyed like the cinematography in this film too i thought mm-hmm. there was some really interesting shots especially ones of lars and bianca the doll from like far away like across the room yeah where you just see him interacting with her and um i don't know you really get like that outsider's point of view and you can trick yourself into being like yeah that's a that's a a live human being yeah yeah it's awesome yeah it's so smart this 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 is a smart film it is all of the choices that they made were like very conscious choices Yes. And I appreciate them. Mm-hmm. So shout-outs to literally everybody who worked on it, because, like, editing, cinematography, like, script editing. It was great. It's flawless. It's yeah. It's super good. Yeah. I also just, like, didn't really remember the, like, exact enthusiasm that, like, all of the community has, um... For Lars and his new relationship. And I just thought that was really beautiful. Yeah, I kind of I kind of forgot like just how small town their small town is. Yeah. It's one of the places where like everybody knows everybody. Yeah. And sometimes that can be a bit of a nuisance, because maybe you know too much. <laughs> but <laughs> in this case it ended up being like really beneficial because they're they just like they just love and tolerate each other yeah on like another level there is like no animosity towards Lars and his like strange relationship you see like a few weird looks when he comes to the Christmas party with her understandably yeah if you're if you're meeting Bianca for the first time you might not totally know how to react yeah yeah (laughs) And, um, I, I don't know. I just thought it was, like, really great that, um, Nancy Oliver, like, wrote this story and there is no, like, it's not about his strangeness. Like, it's about his relationship with Bianca mm-hmm. and his relationship with his community and his, like, coworkers and stuff and family. It would have been so, so easy to take this film and make it, like, 
gross or mean. Yeah. Or condescending in so many ways. Yeah. And it doesn't do any of that. No. There's a couple jokes here and there where, you know, it's just like, she's a doll. She's a doll and she was made for sex. <laughs> and so there's like, uh, there's like maybe two jokes that are kind of thrown out there. But it's just like in the same way that you would expect those jokes to be told by like the weird old man who's just like out and about at the store, you know? Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not coming from anybody who's like close to Lars and cares about Lars. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so sweet and so sincere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't know. They did a very good job of yeah. like sidestepping all of those things. Yeah. It just like left me with like warm, fuzzy feelings. Yeah. And also devastated in like a couple spots. I mean, yes and no. Like, so at the end, Bianca dies. Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> Spoilers. But also, I thought it was, like, pretty great because, like, Lars is overcoming, like, he's, or not overcoming, he is, like, coming out of whatever situation, like, caused this delusion. Like, he needs this security blanket in the moment. That's why he gets Bianca. Mm -hmm. And so he, like, grows and has, like, major character growth, but it's shown through another character dying. Um, and so it was, like, a really nice, <laughs> a nice time. It's a nice time when she dies, and, like, yeah. I get, I get what you're, no, I get what you're saying. It's, it's, like, it's bittersweet, because you're, like, yeah. oh, no, like, you, you do come to, like, care for this doll person. Yeah. But she has to die in yeah. order for... Lars to grow and that's what the story's about it's about his like growth mm -hmm. so yeah you're sad but at the same time you're just like this is a good thing and this is what needs to happen and it's sad but it's necessary necessary yeah <sighs> I don't know that this movie is a comedy I don't think it is I think it's just a drama yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. dramas have funny moments in them sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. But it's also not like, it's not like a murder mystery or anything, no, right? No. It's no Gone Girl. No. <laughs> Lars and the Gone Girl. <laughs> no, they... <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I'm trying to imagine a mashup of those movies now. Yeah, I guess, like... You know, in a synopsis situation where you're just reading what this movie is about, like, you could see how it could be a comedy. But once you're in it, like, it is serious and sincere, like you said earlier. Yeah. I don't think it's really... It's not funny. It's not no. trying to be funny. They don't treat it like it's a comedy at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. My favorite uh, scene this time around... Aside from, this is a nice sweater. It actually wasn't as funny the second time around, interestingly enough. Um, but shortly after that scene is when Lars gets to introduce Bianca to Gus and Karen. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's, like, outside the door, and he's all happy, and he's just like, I met someone, and she's... <laughs> I love that he has an explanation for literally everything about yes. her. It's so good. Yeah. It's a very thorough delusion that he's experiencing. So, he's like... She's very religious, and because we're two, like, single, unmarried people, we don't think it would be right to be, like, sleeping under the same roof. Do you mind if she stays with you? And they're like, absolutely. We don't mind at all. She's totally welcome. Bring her in. And he's just like, okay. And then it cuts, and they're just both, they're just all sitting together in a room in silence. And I just the cut there, I think, was so smart and so funny. Yeah. Because they could have done the whole, like, awkward, like, introduction, like, oh, this is my, like, girlfriend. Like, this is Bianca. Yeah. She's a doll. But instead, no, we're just already in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. That was great. Yeah. And then he's, and then they're just, like, mid-conversation. He's like, you know, Bianca's a missionary. <laughs> <laughs> She's sitting there, just, like, still in her, like sex doll like fishnets <laughs> yeah. and sparkly mesh whatever <sighs> it's it is choice yeah yeah did you have a favorite part um yeah just the whole thing was my favorite no the whole thing um, <laughs> i had a lot of favorite parts i think i really like the scene where he is with Margot, and he, like, revives her teddy bear. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I thought that was really sweet. I do also like that scene where he's introducing Bianca to Karen and Gus, and especially when um, he's like, oh, her luggage got lost on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can do you, is it okay if she borrows your clothes? Like, she doesn't have anything to wear. Yeah. Because <laughs> her luggage got lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Um, And then, I don't know, I just really enjoyed, like, a lot of the characters within the film. And especially, like, the female characters and how they interact with Lars. Like, Karen, mm-hmm. Margot, and Dagmar, specifically, like, the main three. Yes. Like, they're all just... Although Karen initially, and I didn't remember this the first time, but she rubbed me the wrong way because she is so aggressive with her love. (laughs) She just loves Lars so much. Yeah. And just wants the best for him. But she's so overbearing about it that, like, it made me really, like, sympathize and empathize with Lars because, like, nothing, like, I'm very introverted. Nothing makes me want to, like, retreat into myself more than someone being, like, very aggressive, like, spend time with me, hang out with me. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, let's be friends. Hang out. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm okay. I'm just, I'm just gonna go be alone. <laughs> and Karen is kind of doing that at the beginning. She, like, physically tackles him. So, yeah. Don't love that. She gets better. She does get better. But I think it's also just, like, she's trying to... I feel like she's trying to overcompensate for, like, the lack of interest, kind of, that Gus, his brother, is showing Lars. That's a good point. 
Yeah, Gus seems pretty content to just, like, let things be yeah. the way they are. And Karen points out that, like, he has been getting, like, worse. Yeah. So. And obviously, like, Gus later on admits that he, um, you know, has a lot of guilt revolving around Lars, Lars's, like, mental state um, because he left when Lars was still young. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think the guilt is, like, keeping him from connecting with Lars in a meaningful way. Right, because it takes them, <clears throat> excuse me, it takes them a while to, like, have that conversation. Yeah. And I don't know if Gus would have initiated it Mm-mm. had Bianca not become part of their lives. Yeah. So it was a good thing. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was good. They got to have that conversation, bury that hatchet, and then bury that doll. Yeah. Yeah. I also um, just really love how, like, involved with the community Bianca gets. So much so. Like, too much. But it's it's interesting. And I was actually, I was reading something uh, earlier today about how, like, this movie has gotten a lot of praise from some like christian communities Mm -hmm. and has inspired conversations about being tolerant of everyone and i was like yeah i guess that makes sense because you know that's something that happens in the movie is they're talking with all these people from their church and a couple people are very, like, against this idea of, you know, having to treat Bianca like a real person. Yeah. (laughs) And then, you know, they all kind of, like, come around and they're like, you know what? How is this any different from any of your guys' all weird things happening with your family that we tolerate, right? (laughs) And we're going to do it in a loving way and we're going to embrace this and just do what is best doctor's orders yeah i don't know i found that interesting this movie is just so nice like people are it's very nice it's so full of love yeah yeah i don't know i don't i don't know if i have anything else to say about this movie i think that that's like a good thing though yeah um i don't like I don't, I wouldn't change a damn thing about this film. Mm-mm. And I wasn't expecting that to happen because I didn't remember feeling that way the first time around. Same. I was just like, oh, it's a good film. But yeah, watching it now, this is like kind of a perfect movie. Yeah, it is very good. Just like everybody's performances seem so like real. Yeah. And. Um, real. I don't. I actually. Okay. I. Sorry. I want to talk about <laughs> what? You're real. Real. I want to talk about one of my other most fam- favorite parts of the movie, and it is when um, Bianca is sick, and she's yes. like up in bed, and then uh, the lady from the church. I forget her name. She's me there. too. 
I can't remember her name. And she brings Lars down into the sitting room, and there's, like, a couple of other old ladies there, and they've sent Karen and Gus away for the evening. And they're just trying to help Lars get through his, like, distress about Bianca being sick and and grief about her dying. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, that's what we do in times like this. We just sit. And, you know, they're just so kind to be there with him while he's, like, experiencing these very real emotions. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Even though it's literally coming from something that he has created. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It is awesome. That was also my second favorite part. <laughs> and I also just really loved... Like, the costuming in that scene particularly. Oh, really? Yeah, because there's... Lars is wearing, like... I think he's wearing, well, one of Karen's shirts. But one that Bianca has been wearing. Mm. And, like, a brown cardigan. (laughs) And then the um, ladies in the room, they're wearing, like, these... One of them is wearing this collared yellow shirt and then, like, a yellow sweater over top with some sort of picture on the front that mm-hmm. you would, like, see your typical, like, grandma-type person wearing. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, wow, like, these outfits, I don't know. I've never really paid attention to costuming, especially when it's been for these more, like, quote-unquote real people parts. And I was like, these costumes are so spot on. Like, I can totally believe that this is somewhere in, like, rural America, up north somewhere, like, I don't know, Minnesota. Wisconsin Wisconsin is, I think. Oh, is it Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, this is, this is it. Somebody nailed this part. Yeah. All the sweaters and flannels and everything are, yeah. like, very, very good. Yeah. Almost to the point where it's, like, this could have taken place in 2007 or 1987. Yes. <laughs> Although I don't know what real girl technology was like in 1987, so. Probably not that great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, filmed in Ontario, unsurprising. Yeah. Shocking no one. It was filmed in Ontario. And I I spotted that, like, immediately. I was like, this is, number one, Canada for sure. Yeah. Number two, probably Ontario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I learned a fun fact whilst I was researching this film. What's that? Apparently, the real doll that plays Bianca was also treated like a person while she was on set. Interesting. So she had her own trailer. If she wasn't in a scene, she wasn't on set, like, distracting other people. Mm-hmm. So she was just like the film Bianca. Wow. Yeah. That, I guess that makes sense because, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, their characters have to do this. Yeah. And make this choice that... Bianca's a real person, so we have to treat her that way. So don't, don't, like, break those walls. Yeah. 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 Uh, some people in the uh, film credits. <laughs> the uh, Bianca Wrangler. I was 
Just wondering about that. And the assistant Bianca Ranger. (laughs) (laughs) Shoutouts to Rosalie McIntosh and Carly Bowen for being Bianca's Wranglers. (laughs) What a job. What a thing to have on your resume. Yeah. I would put that on my resume like verbatim. Bianca's Wrangler. Who is it? There's a comedian who has a special that's out right now where part of her set is that she got, like, a robot made of her. And she brings the robot out on stage and, like, tells jokes with it. Is it Whitney Cummings? Yes, it's Whitney Cummings! How did you know? I feel like I saw a picture of her robot. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's pretty close to what she looks like. Yeah, it was really spooky. (laughs) It's, it's, yeah, I kind of hate it. Um... But it's pretty funny at the same time. Yeah. If you watch the whole special and you get to the credits, you will see clips from uh, when she's touring and, like, testing the show, basically. Mm-hmm. And things are going wrong with the robot. Oh. <laughs> like, the robot will start talking when it's not supposed to and all this other stuff. It's very funny. <laughs> Did you watch it? I, like, half watched it. I had it on in the background. I wasn't paying attention. Oh. So I don't know if it's actually funny or not. Right. Well, maybe I'll give it a go. Yeah. Uh, well, should we get into some final thoughts? I guess so. We kind of like blew through this, but it's just because like, it's just a good movie. Yeah. It's uh, Roger Ebert. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about Roger Ebert for a minute if you want. Yes, please. <laughs> Okay, uh, do you do you have a guess as to I know I looked at it. Oh, you did! Yeah, that's that's okay. I don't believe you. Um, three and a half out of four stars from Roger Ebert. Fucking loves it. Thinks it's (laughs) great. Yeah. I honestly, I would just recommend reading the entire review because it's just a very good and thorough review. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I just looked at his rating. I didn't read it. (laughs) Oh. Read the whole thing. Okay. It's so good. And he basically, yeah, yeah, I don't know. He just kind of, like, praises the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, three and a half out of four stars, that's pretty good. It's very good. I want to know what movies he's given four out of four stars. Ooh, there's probably a list somewhere. Have we watched one of those? I feel like No. no. Uh, no, we definitely haven't. Not even Paul Blart Mall Cop. Not even Paul Blart Mall Cop, which I think got three? Yeah, I think it was three out of four. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think I want to live in a world where Roger Ebert gave Paul Blart Mall Cop four out of four stars. I do. Really? I really do. (laughs) You, You, like, we're... Paul Blart Mall Cop is, like, the pinnacle of film as, like, an art form. <laughs> and they're Roger making another one. Mind, did yes. we talk about that? Did we talk about that on the show, or did we just talk about that ourselves? What? But they're making another one. They are? Yeah. I don't think we've talked about this at all. Oh, they're making another one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and, like, uh, I'll look it oh, up. Oh, wait. Cause 
Wait, so is it like a third one? It is a third one. Right, because we a talked about the sequel. people have already signed on. Yeah. Of, yes, of course, we've talked about the sequel. But no, they're making Pulver Mall Cop 3. Oh my god. That That is wild. I mean, like, I kind of hope it was a prank, but it didn't happen on April 1st or anything. They were, yeah, they were, like, releasing pictures being like, these people have signed on for the next Polar Mall Cop, so. I don't want a third one. (laughs) Anyway. These are just, these are things that come up in my life because the internet knows what I've done now. Yep. And so it's just like, hey, keep thinking about this. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't want to, but... I guess I will, because you're making me. I haven't heard any Sonic news in a while. That's okay. (laughs) I think it's, I think it might still be coming out on, like, Valentine's Day. Yeah. If it didn't get pushed back again. Yeah. Whatever. I, well, I haven't heard anything, so I assume it's still February 14th, 2020. Woo! This is not related to much of any well it's it's related to Lars and the real girl so um I always forget her name what's her name who Patricia Clarkson (laughs) Patricia Clarkson the woman whose name that I cannot remember but who I love in every role that she plays because she's just a great actress um did you ever read or watch the Maze Runner no okay I read two of those books, Mm -hmm. if not all three, and I watched two of those movies, and then I was just like, oh, I guess the third one's never coming out. No, they made a third one, (laughs) and it came out over a year ago, (laughs) and I think it just got, like, no marketing done, because I didn't hear a damn thing about it. And you've just been, like, like, waiting. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, I let, well, the second movie was, like, okay, but I was, like, I'll watch a third one of these. Yeah. Yeah, and then nothing. I was, like, oh, I guess that just, like, fizzled out, because I knew that the second one didn't do that great. Yeah. And they just fully made the third one and just didn't tell me. (laughs) And anyway, Patricia Clarkson's in it. Is she? Yeah. Good for her. (laughs) I don't know. It's been on my to-read list for a while. They're okay. I think I have the first one on my Kobo or something like that. They're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. They're interesting. And then they go in a place that, like, you wouldn't expect them to. Ooh. A twist. Yes, the twist. The twist is great. Cool. I'll read it eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Okay. Now I'm done. Let's get into our... Lars and the rubric. Real rubric. Perfect. Love it. Got got it in one. (laughs) Fun factor. Like, hi. I had a great time. I also had a great time. I was really excited to watch this movie again. And it exceeded my expectations. I had very low expectations, so yes, it also exceeded mine. (laughs) Why did you find it boring the first time? I just don't think I was paying attention. 
Okay. So same problem I had with Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's that was a long time ago. Yeah. Episode two. Yikes. Uh. Yeah. So I was just like, wow. I'm not paying attention to this movie. So obviously this movie is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Love your logic. <laughs> yeah. And I think also just like, you know, I was 17, I wasn't really into paying attention to like the nuances of of the different relationships. And also like this movie is marketed as a comedy and it's not very funny. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Thank you. Did you watch the trailer? Because I watched the trailer and it makes it out to be like it's so funny. I didn't watch the trailer this time, but I do remember it being funny. And yeah. so I think just like having just different expectations going in and then That would do it for sure. Yeah. Maybe I also fell asleep. This movie is not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like a weird thing to say and it's only partially true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, was it worth it? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Big time. Yeah. Hey. I'm so psyched. I understand the movie now. I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, it was great. I feel, I feel pretty confident in saying that this is like a perfect movie. There's, it like, is there's very usually close. at least, yeah, there's usually at least one thing that I'm like, this is what I would change. But I don't. I didn't have anything. No. No. You killed it, <laughs> Mr. Goose. So would you do it again? Yes. I would also watch it again, but I don't. I don't know when. Um. Yeah. It's not like. So I guess an example of another movie that I think is like a perfect movie is Shaun of the Dead. Oh yeah. And I've watched that movie. Probably 400 times. <laughs> and I always want to watch it again. Um, this movie is different. Yeah. I think because it is, like, much more emotional. Yeah. And there's, like, there's a journey that you have to go on with all the characters. And so you do kind of have to pay attention to it. So it's, like, it's an investment. And it's a worthy investment. But it's not one that you have to do every weekend. No. But I would do that with Shaun of the Dead every weekend. <laughs> I feel like I'm you have already it. done that with Shaun of the Dead every weekend. There was a period of my life when I needed to watch that movie to fall asleep. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I have trouble falling asleep and I find that movie very soothing. <laughs> Just want to watch them kill some zombies. Yeah, that's what I want to fall asleep to. There's nothing wrong with that. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Now's the time for you, dear listener. Have you watched Lars and the Real Girl? What is your perfect movie? Uh, let us know. We're on Twitter at Impressions Pod. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Second Impressions Podcast. And you can always email us for with uh, if you um, have words, suggestions for future episodes at Second Impressions Podcast at gmail.com. I'm not going to do that again. No, it's okay. That's <laughs> the take. Keep going. <laughs> Great. 
Thank you to Keegan for our artwork. And thank you to Travis for the music. And thanks to all of you for listening. My name's Danica. And my name's Emma. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the things. We love you guys. Rates are good. They help us feel good about ourselves. (laughs) And also find more listeners. (laughs) (laughs) That too. Tell your friends. <laughs> Just, yeah, tell one person about this great podcast that you love to listen to. I'm sure that there's an episode in this weird hodgepodge for them. Oh, 100%. We got something for everybody in here. Do you like, do you like Shrek? <laughs> do you everybody like country music? Do you like Star Wars? Do you like... Other love things. and friendship and and puking babies because we have all of that we got it now. all folks <laughs> we'll see you next week with a new something with a new something Ooh, i like i like that so that should be our sign off from now on. <laughs> probably gonna forget it but okay okay bye, bye.